Bucky said, try to keep it to 17 minutes. He's going to see hundreds. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. And today we're going to be covering Loki season two, episode four. I've got two amazing guests, spoilers, the same guests from last week, but um, we're excited to get into what has what's really been like, I mean, it's just a crazy episode, you know. Um, but yeah, before we get into that, um, quickly, thank you for, you know, joining us and listening to our podcast. Obviously, we're covering Loki at the moment. We've got Gen V episodes as well going up and we are going to be covering Invincible, which is starting back again in a couple of days. Um, we have already covered Sex Education, Top Boy, Winning Time and The Continental. And of course, um, our sister podcast, Is This Cinema is Back. We've got episodes on Taylor Swift's Eros Tour and the new Martin Scorsese film, um, Killers of the Flower Moon. So yeah, check that out. And yeah, without further ado, um, let's get into Loki. Uh, my first guest, the editor-in-chief on Streamer, please welcome back Mo. Mo, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on again. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And please welcome back the reason why <laughs> some of us are grouchy on this recording, because it's taking what? longer than we planned. Please welcome Jeremiah. Hi, guys. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. Um, glad to be back again. Good, 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 good. If it wasn't clear, Jeremiah took a lot of time, so some of us have been waiting for a while to start this. Okay, apparently I'm... Okay, well, I'm I'm sorry. It, yes, they're right. It's my fault. Basically, I have to apologize live. But yes, um, I had a I had a plan for how I was going to do this tonight. Uh, yeah, because I have stuff to do, but I had a plan on how I was going to organize everything. I had a plan. I had a pretty good plan. Well, a plan. So I'm sorry. Oh, you, 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 you went off the path. So you're a variant, basically. You should be pruned for that. I mean, everybody ends up pruned at some point. <laughs> pruned, right? I mean, let's see, let's see if I agree with you in, in another half an hour because now I can't, I, I can't go and get my vape. <laughs> so yeah, so first of all, like general thoughts about the episode. Uh, Jeremiah, what do you think? Do you think it was a good episode? Yeah, um, I think... So on one extent, I kind of, I kind of wish Mo never told me how good this episode would be, <laughs> just because I went in very expectant, which is very different to the rest of the episodes. I didn't know what to expect, so it's kind of like I'm waiting to see what gave him that reaction. But besides that, it was still like in my head, I, I loved it. Um, I think I like when a show, like we we've got a lot of comedy we've got a lot of world building and then we have an episode that is purely this is the problem this is the action we're literally watching everyone in what feels like real time obviously not really but what feels like real time actually intensely act um i love seeing that so for me it was beautiful there was there was, there was still some comedy but it was straight to business we're seeing literally everyone deal with what whatever it is they're supposed to be doing people are really coming out with their heavy stuff as well everyone is stressed and the episode is just very intense and hype, like fast paced because of that. It's just, it's, it's exciting when things are like that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like it was a very exciting episode. Um, I think for me, it almost kind of felt like a season finale. 
Um, I get that. And it was just, it was just quite, it was, honestly, it was really nice to watch. I also echo your sentiments on, I'm not going to blame Mo, but like, I think just in whoa, general, like whoa, everyone. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we blaming me? No, 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 it's no, not. No. Like I said, it's not a bad thing. It's just no, like no, I said. Wow. I'm, I, I said. I said I'm not gonna blame you because he he no, came no. up. He came out and said. <laughs> Mo said, "Oh, the episode is amazing. I wish he did it." For me, I think it was just something general online. Like I just wish. Yes, exactly. Way, well, I wish I went you in said so because Thor said the same thing as well. He said episode four like would be something. So it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so don't don't blame don't blame me. Yeah, my point <laughs> yeah, is I a, wish I was as blind just, as I was. Blame, blame the immigrant. Blame the immigrant. That's the solution. <laughs> <laughs> I say that like thought, like 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 TJ isn't American. <laughs> You know, I mean, we're yeah. all immigrants here. Yeah. Just, basically, just just blame the internet. Like, yeah. if this was in the old yeah, days, that's, that's was, the point. We're I'm all making, watching like... Lost and stuff. Like, yeah, then full, fine. Blame Joe Biden. Bloody hell! Blame Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm not touching that. One. <laughs> Mo, what did you think about the episode? <laughs> well, I, I clearly I loved I loved the episode. However. People are being quite sour towards it. Speaking of sour, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I love for, the episode. For our, audio, for our audio listeners, Mo just threatened to eat a very sour <laughs> treat and do a TikTok challenge just now. Basically, I will. I will do point. the TikTok challenge at some point in the episode. Um, but I honestly I'm, thought that was your like key to do it. <laughs> No, it was no, it, but there are going to be a few moments of that. I've I've got them scripted out in my head. Oh god! No, I loved I loved the episode. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was great. I think, um, like you said, it felt like a season finale, and the marketing material really hasn't shown much from the upcoming upcoming episode. So it really is anyone's guess how um, mm-hmm. how it goes. But I am sorry if I if I set your expectations a bit too high. That's how you apologize, by the way, when you're forced to apologize on camera. <laughs> Are we trying uh, to warn up apologies now? The, the, the shots are the shots are all over the place this episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean but everything is chaos, so it's, yeah, honestly. exactly. The multiverse just broke. There are no rules anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like I think for me as well, like I really just enjoyed like the atmosphere of the episode and like it was just especially like when you get to like halfway, there's just something like it's just uh, a kind of tension. You know, and I think special uh, shout out to Natalie Holt for the score because I think that really, really um, came true in this episode. And like all the scenes were just, you know, hitting on a different level. Like I don't know how to explain it, but like I felt like I don't know. I felt like I was part of the action almost. Like okay, something's happening here. Like I couldn't just, you know, sometimes you just sit back and let everything happen in front of you. I feel like I was a bit on edge here, a bit more, and like. Yeah, I credit the score, the directing and stuff for for that, especially. All right, let's get into the episode. I don't obviously everybody wants to start at that ending, but I feel like we can do a whole podcast on just the ending. But let's try and build up to it. Let's try and touch on the other things before. Um so obviously we pick up right pretty much where we left off in the last episode with the secret that Miss Minutes lets Ravona um know um the secret obviously turning out to be that you know she actually was a key part in helping he who remains win the war they were actually partners and then he just wiped her memory um obviously we all kind of theorized different things yes i said she was gonna she might be a variant <laughs> but i feel like i feel Is like a racist 
we'll let we'll let we'll let the audience decide how racist that was for thinking that that two black people are the same. But <laughs> but in my in my defense, right, I felt like okay. Yes, she didn't come out and say she was a fairy, but I feel like the the spirit behind my theory was still there of like, this is power that she felt, you know, that she was actually kind of entitled to. And then he wasn't trying to share with her. But, you know, what do you guys think about the the reveal? Um, was it, you know, in line with what you said? Obviously, also tied into the recording we heard before. Yeah, what are your general thoughts on that whole kind of exchange? Uh, Mo, I'll go to you first. Yeah, uh, again, I didn't know, I didn't have any expectations going into whatever the, whatever the big secret could have been. Um, I had no clue. I'm like very disconnected. I couldn't, I, I don't even have a, a brain to theorize on things. So I was just like, okay, next episode. Especially when I was watching the episodes, <laughs> I was like, next episode. Oh yeah, you got, you got to binge it, didn't you? Uh. I did, I did, I did. But um, so I had no, I had no clue. Um, and then the reveal, the way that it all kind of circled back to episode one. That's what I was saying last week. Episode one and episode four are like pairs. Mm-hmm. They complete the story that like episode one has a lot of setup. Episode four is the end of that setup. Um, mm-hmm. So I am just very interested to see where it goes next. Which is, I guess that kind of contributes to why I was getting like that season finale feeling as well, because it almost feels like everything that kind of came out of episode one is just resolved at the end of this episode. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, like a lesser show would have stretched out the reveal to episode six, for instance, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I feel like they would have, again, we'll get to it, but obviously you do this when you obviously have something crazy planned. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Jeremiah, what did you think about the secret, the reveal? Do you feel like that's all there is to it? He just wiped her memory. Did some? I, I know some people will be thinking, you know, you can't trust Miss Minutes. You know, where are you on that? Oh, that's interesting. You bring that up. But like Mo, I also didn't think to theorize on who Renslayer could be, or because we were talking about it that like we didn't know too much of her from the comics either, other than she was, I guess, she was a warrior princess that dated Kang yeah, at a point. Pretty much. So it yeah. makes sense that they've kind of, kind of brought that back in that she was a general. That was, you know, Kang doesn't do partners. That's what we're seeing as well. Like she was a general that was seeing herself as his partner and he established control by showing that he's just, she's just like another variant at the TVA, wipe all their memories. Um, and I thought that was fitting because it would, it would solidify the dynamic that they have where she would feel like, like it would, you, you would see why that would make her angry. Um, the same way she was probably upset when Victor Timely dumped her off the boats. This is even worse because it's like, I have, I had such a big hand in making all this happen. And it's something that's always been sticking with me. It also like, um, brings this to mind is when I was doing the rewatch of season one, I realized that when Sylvie first gets brought into the TVA, Renslayer does it. So at that point, Renslayer is not a judge. There was some other person that was a judge. I think it was some white man or something. I don't, I don't really remember. So not only did he wipe her memories, like it was okay for her to start at the bottom of the ladder before, you know, climbing up the ranks to be Rens. Like I would be very upset too. And that's why I thought the reveal, like it was, I, I thought it was good. Like I thought that that definitely fits the build up that we got of this will make you very angry. And it did. And we saw the consequences of that. And I'm glad we did. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. Like I didn't even think about the fact that she basically went back to the TVA and started working up again. Like 
Because, yeah, you're right. Like, she had to work through the ranks. And we don't even know how long ago what Miss Minis showed us was. Like, could it be, mm-hmm. like, 100 years of her, like, trying to make it back to the top and stuff? And the fact that she pretty much made it at least near to the top again almost kind of tells you that I guess she has, like, this innate kind of drive or skill at work or TVA stuff because, mm. like, she could easily, without her memories, just have been, like, I don't know, like, doing a desk job or whatever. But, you know, she still... Still made her way back. Didn't up. she kill a bunch of people? Why are you giving her a performance review like I she's mean, just about to? Uh, like, <laughs> like you're, you're grading her like you're her boss or something. Oh, her, you're praising her, her determination. But her I think that's also that's also the thing. It kind of brings, mean, uh, like sorry to like to cut there, but like the way I've always seen her character is like they want me to believe she's this big bad, right? But I'm seeing Kang right there. So to me, Renslayer, it's not like. I just didn't take her as a serious Big bads villain. can coexist. I know, I mean, but like, if anything, there was something victim. about, exactly, but there was something about her that didn't really feel, as much as they told you she had bad intentions, like she was she was willing to prune Mobius. Everyone's like, how could you do that to your friend? That's as far as it goes. How could you do that mm. to your friend? It's betrayal. It's not villainy, right? I didn't really see her as threatening until this episode, like, up until now, she's been serving, and we'll probably get into that as well later on in the other scene. But yeah, I thought like that really solidified she's been the serving idea. Or she's been serving. Like just oh, two boy. different, two different, two different I definitions mean, there. Like I she, mean, she always, she always serves. But I mean, yeah, she's both, serving. When you think about both, Res- I guess respectfully, respectfully. Yeah. But <laughs> respectfully. I meant like she's always worked with the idea that she's doing something with someone else. Like, so it yeah. doesn't really feel like she herself is this big villain with mm-hmm. her own agenda or whatever, like, until but, now. But you see, like, yeah. that's interesting. Even now... Now she's the HBIC. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, the thing is, even now, I still felt like Miss Minutes was the real villain. Like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's just me. But, like, all, jokes apart, though, I think, like, Miss Minutes is, like, top five MCU villains of all time. Like... That, that she gets scarier every episode. I'll, I'll I'll agree with that. Like she she surprised me in this episode with one particular scene as well. So I think I get what you mean. She yeah, yeah. Miss Minutes. She she used to be sweet, but now she's a bit sour. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, Third time's the charm. Third time's the, the charm. sour puns. Oh, the sour it's puns. Go, are it's, go, it's, out gonna, today. it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna happen. <laughs> but the, the, when I actually do it, I've, I've already planned out what I'm going to say for the next for, for when I actually do it. So don't worry, you got that to look forward to. <laughs> but no, I think I think Miss Minutes as a villain, I don't know who the villain is. I think it's Ouroboros. Oof. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Saying that, let's get into OB. Um, there's like a basically like a almost like a Comic Con kind of thing with Time, Victor Timely and OB meeting up like. They're both like massive fans of each other, kind of asking for autographs of one another. We get the call back to the meaning of Ouroboros, you know, the snake eating his own tail, the bootstrap of like, if Ouroboros wrote the TVA handbook based on Timely's uh, early work, but then Timely only did that because he got the handbook. Yeah, so we get that whole scene, like that whole energy and obviously cases with them. It's like, you know, TVA nerd convention, basically. Mm. Um what do we think about that, Mo? What do you, what do you, what do you think 
uh, yeah, first off, I just want to apologize because I think I might have spoiled it last week when I said that Victor Timely and Ouroboros meet. Um, so I, apolo- I, 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 apolo- I apologize for that because I like I, I thought that that happened in last week's episode because I just didn't watch last week's episode before. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> oh, God. I actually missed that. If you, did, if you did spoil same. it, I actually missed that. Yeah, well, I mean, if I did spoil it, I can't remember. I think I might have done, but it might have been, you know, when we ended, when we had to restart. Uh, anyway, um, you know, I, I thought the meeting was cute, but I'm convinced that I, like, that meeting made me convinced that he's the villain uh, of the show. Hmm. Because I think that his mission is to kill all the, all the variants. He, his his mission is to kill all, all, the, all the timely, all the, the Kang. Uh, oh, all the Kang variants. Okay, yeah, that's what I think. Like, like or, or, or kill the most threatening ones and 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 take over the TVA, because huh, right. Maybe maybe when he put when he put what's his face's head in the little scanner, it showed him what his intentions are or something like that. Hmm. Like if they and and it, and it revealed that like eventually he would wind up in the same position as he who remains, who would wind up basically pruning everything. And that idea of the TVA is like because Ouroboros is the only one who hasn't hasn't had his memory wiped, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So that's a hell. What if? Yeah, she's gonna say that's a hell of a theory. It's a very interesting theory. Like it's well, interesting. Like I'm just thinking. Like yeah. Sorry, go on. So yeah, that's and 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 we were kind of following. Like if you if you watch that if you watch the episode with the view that like he is the villain, he mm. di- he dictates everything. Like he says, he's the one that says, "Oh no, this won't work. Oh no, that won't work. All you need to do is do this and go there and put your head in this thing." Hmm. And that, so he control. He's controlling the dynamic of everything. So maybe his plan all along was to get what's his face to unlock the the thing, kill him off, and then um, <laughs> I don't know, uh, have a party. Have go, a party, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, go 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 do um, go do lines on the on, in the box, uh, the oh killing boy. box. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Um, I. St- <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I still, I still feel like Obi is, is is on our side. I feel like he's, you know, too cute or whatever, not to not to be the villain. Wow. But like, that's still such a strong theory. One thing from like the whole meeting that got me though was that I felt like Casey felt like left behind. It was like, oh my gosh, I met my hero Obi, and now Obi is meeting his own hero. Where does that leave me? Like, suddenly, like the one guy who had memorized the handbook is like dead. As like the third smartest person in the room. He just looked he just looked sad in the background and stuff. I was like, oh poor, poor Casey. Should probably pick up another skill. But yeah, Jeremiah, what did you think about everybody meeting up, you know, TVA handbook fan book club? What's going on? Um, I think I agree with Mo that there's definitely more than me- that more than meets the eye with that whole interaction, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not willing to stick my head out in whatever the machine Ouroboros had and say like it's it's one way or another, because in the same way we were theorizing on whether or not Victor Timely was like aware or was simply just another variant that he who remains was using making like was constructing to be in a certain place or to or like you even said like maybe it it doesn't even matter where he ends up. It's all that matters is that we ensure that the TVA is created, those books are where they need to be, and there's a closed loop without anyone looking too closely to, to find out where the loop actually started, if it started somewhere. Um, I think in that same way, it's I, I still can't tell if Ouroboros is, for example, if we, let's assume 
Moore's correct and I always am correct. <laughs> let's assume so. Um is like where does he get inserted into the story? How do we know that he's still not like Victor Timely, a tool of he who remains, who is for all intents and purposes mm-hmm. dead? Like it could be that Uroboros is part of a certain plan, whether he himself is aware of it or not. But I, 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 I don't, I didn't want to think too much on that theory because I feel like there's a lot of assumptions that so, still need to be put in so place like a, for that to even. So be like true. a plan C, like plan A was obviously he remains what we saw in season one. Plan B was mm-hmm. Victor Timely. Like, are you saying like plan C would have been Uroboros? No, I'm saying like maybe all of this. It's part of the same plan. It's like, okay, so if I'm dead, okay. enact this plan, and this plan involves making sure that Victor Timely receives this book written by Uroboros, and in that way, Uroboros also, down the line, feels he's inspired by this same Victor Timely who is also inspired by Uroboros, and maybe that machination, whatever that eventually means, is also a machination of he who remains. Whether or not Uroboros' intentions are pure, I don't actually know. But I think... I'm in in general. I was happy seeing him interact with all the characters. I've been saying I want to see him interact with. I want to see him mm-hmm. interact with Sylvie, and it's like somebody killed and that killed me. <laughs> and um, like even with the interactions with Casey, and we and I think even with Casey, there's something. There's probably still something going on there because we still don't know. Like anyway, what's we'll, we'll, we can we can get to Casey in in a second because I don't want to say Casey is suspicious, but in the same way you're saying Ouroboros is suspicious and Casey um, might be the hero, it's like if that's happening, maybe Ouroboros is trying to make Casey look like a villain in something that happened in this mm. episode that we could probably get into as well. I have no idea, but. In terms of all of them meeting, that scene was great for me. It was funny. Like I, when when Victor Timely squealed, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like the like I've seen fanboying, but this is a different level. Like there was genuine appreciation <laughs> for all of their efforts, and it took Sylvie to kind of remind them, like, guys, there's a ticking time bomb. Like, can we can we focus? Um, I'm just sad that speaking of ticking, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking. It's time. Oh. Jesus oh boy. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I think we need a bit more information when it comes to OB's part of things. Mm-hmm. One thing I would um, say, like, I want to get you guys' thoughts on is that some people are saying, and it's like a popular theory, like, I don't want to know where you guys stand of, like, did he who remains expect Victor Timely to fail? Or did they expect him to actually fix the loom? What do you guys think? Um, TBD. <laughs> mm, only fair. because, only because, if it was in a branch timeline, it means that it wasn't part of He Who Remains's plan, and they went and collected yeah. him from a branch timeline. Um, mm. but wasn't, so, like we said, the timeline branched by what He Remains said, right? Like by giving him because they gave him the book on the sacred timeline, and then that created the branch timeline, right? Well, yeah, but like, so giving him the book might not like probably wasn't what he who remains had planned um if it caused if giving him the book caused the branch timeline mm, okay but this is what i mean as well in terms of if obi is a villain then is obi even the main villain because in that case like picking up on what you just like like if just to i'm not saying that this is what you're saying but if just to tap on that theory it's like if that was the plan, then we could say Victor Type and He Who Remains' original plan was to create a variant 
whose entire purpose would be to get to stick his head inside Obi's machine and eventually be vaporized, spaghettified or whatever, when he goes out. In which case... Because he was like the most threatening to He Who Remains. Or because he's a version of He Who Remains that can be done, that can do that without He Who Remains himself dying so early on. Because we kept theorizing about whether or not Victor Timely was the same character, but Victor Timely meeting his apparent death would suggest he's not. So is he just uh, kind of like, I don't want to go back to, to CW before you guys kill me this season again. Uh, <laughs> a different show, a different <laughs> show. But like this idea of time remnants, kind of like a, 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 a using a time remnant to do your dirty work. Like there's a closed loop there. He's going to be created. He's going to die. But now the thing that you need to be done is done. I, I, I want to kind of say yes, probably. But when I say Obi is the villain, I don't mean as though like he's evil. I just mean as though he's the person that's behind everything, probably with good intentions, mm. Mm. but going about uh, executing his plan the wrong way. The misguided um, way, and, yeah. And Fair also not, reveal not revealing his intentions to the people that he's working with, probably because they will say, no, you can't do that. And probably be like wet, wet blankets about that. You can't just kill people. Well, sometimes you need to, and people are disposable sometimes. Sometimes. Fair enough. Oh boy. I think I'm more <laughs> of the. If Obi turns out to be a villain, it would be funny if it's just an accidental villain. Like he realizes that it's all his fault, not necessarily that he planned it that way. You know, like that's that's a crackpot theory. I love it. You mean like <laughs> Peter Parker and No Way Home? Perhaps. Like he's just what? like you know. I'm sorry. Do you guys think he's the villain? No. Uh, no. That's, that's, that's just me trolling. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> no, that's because cool. Peter gets a lot of flack because obviously he asked for that spell and that set off the whole thing going nuts. Yeah, I know. He, Different... he yeah, Sp Spider Man's dumb. He's he's dumb <laughs> as rocks. But OB, OB OB really is not is not that dumb. This is funny because I'm playing the new <laughs> Spider Man video game at the moment and there is a flashback where he is really, really dumb. <laughs> so this is hitting very different for me. Did you see the video of the of the NPCs and they're just talking about like baby powder? Oh yeah, about being nannies and stuff. Yeah. It cracked me up so much. <laughs> it was so funny. I couldn't stop laughing. I don't even play I don't even play I I used to have a PS5 and I don't have it anymore because I really don't play games. Um, I played the first Spider-Man game and I got like i played it for like three months and i saw how how far i got in it it was like two percent i didn't get past the tutorial <laughs> oh oh no <laughs> i didn't get oh, yeah i didn't man. get past fisk tower so whatever um cool so we'll come back to all the victor timely stuff with the ending um one thing i've got here in my notes so we have the whole thing with docs brad wolf and the Minutemen. you know b15 wants to get them on side we get Ravona and Miss Minutes paying them a recruitment visit and um one of the most chilling scenes in the MCU almost and <sighs> you know credit to all the actors because it's one of those things where it's like yes you know you can come out of the show and be like yes they were cheap they didn't want to show people getting squished into sugar cubes or whatever but then it's another thing to have the acting talent be able to sell it so well mm. that you know it actually still works. Like, it's not like you just start laughing at the show. It's like, oh, why can't you afford that? But, you know, it felt, it still had the same gravitas and stuff and the reactions from everybody. Um, but yeah, I was also surprised that only Brad Wolf said yes. But yeah, Mo, 
What do you think? I have something to say on Docs, uh, and I'm going to give a light spoiler warning only because uh, obviously Docs is dead now. The original plan was f- was for that actor to not play Docs, not play this. To play a variant of Loki, right? To play a variant of Sylvie. Oh, still, and all, still the same, yeah, right? still, yeah. No, not 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 really, not really, because it was going to be an aged up Sylvie who returns a variant the of a variant. A very yeah. So that was the original plan. I don't think they're doing that anymore. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, but they could still they could still go well, back and do it and 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 do it in those last two episodes. But, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that it's if you say she's an aged up Sylvie and Sylvie is a variant and the time the TV agents are all variants anyway. Like, there's no saying that she couldn't have been in the original multiverse before the first war. She was an aged up Sylvie that's um he remains plucked from somewhere like they could still do it if they wanted not saying that they will again Uh, just to make sure that we're all on the same page here the current kind of theory among everyone is that the first multiversal war is actually the one that secret wars is right okay so So going back to have that again yeah yeah, so that's what everyone is saying that that theory is so the multiverse now has has broken and it's gone into chaos and everything like that Mm -hmm. um so now that's the point that like all of those he who remains variants are going to start popping up. I think. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I know anything. the TVA. Yeah, I imagine I, we're going to have something like that where the TVA is involved, and I don't know. They have to like help fight or whatever. I think it follows because I mean, like the whole Ouroboros thing, Snake is in his tail. Even where time is like, oh, I guess I will, and I did. It's it can both be the future and the past at the same time if everything is cyclical at the end of the day. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, what do you guys think about that scene, though? Like, did you expect more people to join, Brad? Do you do? You, did you feel like one thing? I kind of someone mentioned this to me, and I think I kind of agree is that um, it almost kind of felt like Docs kind of went from went on a 180 very quickly. Like, at the time she's talking to B-15, she's still like, no, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like Bradley. And Jesus Christ, why is she doing the mom thing of calling him his full name when he's doing something bad? (laughs) (laughs) It literally took me out of the episode for a bit. I'm like, has anyone called him Bradley ever? And all of a sudden she just assumes that's his full name. It's like, Bradley, think about what you're doing. Everyone here would rather die. I was like, oh my God. I don't know why, but it took me out for a second. But yeah, Jeremiah, what did you think about her turn and everything? I get that because there? I had a I had a similar question because even with the whole Bradley thing, it like on when I was watching the second time this afternoon, I thought when she was talking to Brad originally, she only called him Brad, kind of like mockingly, like we know all about your life, Brad, but like everyone mm-hmm. still kind of refers to him as X Five, and then now when she's taking a stand all of a sudden she accepts that he's bradley and that was like very well again we don't know how much time has passed although if we're watching as though it's real time um we can assume it hasn't been that long because literally b15 goes away for a bit comes back and they're all dead so it can't have been too long so i i kind of get why people would question that and for me as well i definitely was on the camp of there should be more people who would feel like brad um especially if I, i'm thinking if i was an agent in that room as soon as i saw that machine going like maybe i'll be thinking like what's the right thing to do here i know that Renslayer is not who to go with 
But as soon as I saw that machine going, I'm assuming that, of course, they, they know what it does. As soon as I saw it going, I would have stepped aside. Because even if I don't go with Renslayer, I want to live. Like, and I want to live. I would have gone, I would have been like, right, I don't know. I, I will probably die if she finds out I'm going to double cross her. But at least I'll be alive to figure out a way to not let that happen. I mean, did you see the joy on Miss Minnis' face when they put that on? Exactly. There's no way anybody was getting out. Like, even if you say you're changing your mind, they'll be like, you, you're not going to be loyal because you changed your mind so quickly. Yeah. Um, and then, sorry to stop no, moving but then that's the other thing. This was a scene that I was thinking about. Like, this is the first time I'm seeing Renslayer not just do something evil, but she's ruthless, which is why also to answer your question on why would Doc stand against Renslayer, is what the other um, council member said. Doc ultimately wants to protect the timeline and, and the TVA. But in the episode one, we already saw that they all agreed that Renslayer was rogue. So even if she didn't agree with B-15, she would also definitely not stand with Renslayer, especially when it's just been told, if we have to defend the, Renslayer, the TVA from Renslayer, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. no that makes sense like again i got everything like it wasn't like it didn't make sense of um or b15 and of what the of what the other judge was trying to say that b15 should convince it all made sense but i just feel like that turn was just a bit too quick for me personally I get but that, that is very much a nitpick um mo what did you think about the whole thing <laughs> It's a very, it's a very interesting choice to have that be your B plot of the whole series. And now that that's kind of ended, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> like I, I, I want to see more of the other of the of what other people were doing because we got a little bit of that in Loki season one with yeah. uh, Hunter B fifteen and her past. Yeah. I want to see more of more of that for other people. So, but the thing is I that think, you know, I think everyone should have gone and 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 joined, taken the life on the timeline. They're all, they're all, they're they're all, they're all victims. Every single person in the TVA is a victim, apart from uh, the actual person at the head of it. So, nothing that they do is wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you're not gonna catch me victim blaming. Oh boy, I just felt like at least one of them should have gone with Brad. Like I don't know, did he have? Didn't he have friends? Did he even have? I mean, like he was supposed to be like a great hunter. Surely someone there is like his fanboy and is like, oh, if Brad's doing it, I'm doing it. it. Makes them all feel like the cults of dogs, basically, and that's what I didn't like. Mm. But surely that's a very, very poorly done commentary on systems and hierarchy and power and and whatever. Um, but. At the end of the day, I just I, I didn't really care. I didn't care when they died. I had no connection to them, and the one and the only one that we did have connections to um, decided to to live. So <laughs> I don't really care about them. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Fair they, enough. They could have they could have died. The, the, it could have been fifty minutes of them dying, and I would have loved every second of it because I just have no connection to these people. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> we don't. We should say that we do care about. It's not only people we have connections to that we care about. Them that <laughs> you you don't speak for me. Yeah, you don't this speak. Is, this you is don't speak. I'm speaking. I'm speaking for the podcast, by the way. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because I, I I I've built I've built a brand about about be around being mean to people I don't have connections to. So okay, cool, cool, ah. cool, cool. <laughs> I haven't actually. I haven't actually. Um, the next big thing we have in the episode is in the pie. In the pie room, pie land, 
whatever. Mm-hmm. Loki and Sylvie have this conversation. Caf- cafeteria. <laughs> Someone calls it Pyland. Sylvie does it, yeah. Sylvie does I didn't just come up with that yet. Yeah, she but yeah. did. Oh, okay. But yeah, we have that conversation between them and, you know, she's talking about how she could kill He Who Remains because she didn't see fear or she didn't notice it. And then she couldn't with Victor Timely. And then, um, you know, talking about what they want to do with the TVA. Do they want to play God? Loki saying we are gods. Talking about, you know, um, basically talking about like how sparing someone's life is a weakness and Anytime we get Loki talking about like the first four movie, which I will always defend is not as bad as people say. Um, you know, I kind of like, you know, going back to that kind of stuff. Um, what do we think about this conversation in general? Do we think there's a, some sort of foreshadowing in here? Um, are we on Loki's side or Sylvie's side where she's for, like, she's not sure if she did the right thing or not? Um, Jeremiah, what do you think? I think it's very reflective of... Once again, the differences between Loki and Sylvie. Um, Sylvie got, there was an attempt to prune Sylvie and her timeline was pruned when she was a child. So presumably she doesn't have the same history of trying to establish herself as a god that Loki Mm -hmm. has. Instead, she has this innate need to get rid of those who will not let people be i.e. the TVA, because that's what her experience has predominantly been. Um, one th- what I put down in my note at the time was, it's very interesting to see um, that we are God's conversation, specifically for Loki, because, yeah, Loki has been that character that's had that chip on his shoulder right since the first thought mm-hmm. to prove that he's just as much a God as everyone else, and someone somewhere will serve him. If Asgard wouldn't serve him, Midgard will. Um, if Midgard doesn't, then he will go back to Asgard and pretend to be Odin and they will serve him. Something will happen. But now, with everything that's happened, and I know it's not the same Loki, even if he has seen that Loki's like pathway and everything, um, and he's gone through his own thing, this Loki is saying, it's, it's almost kind of like reluctantly saying, well, I mean, I'm a god anyway, so I might as well do the hard thing. Mm-hmm. which is just such a turnaround for his character. And I thought that was really big and I loved it. Um, on Sylvie's side of things, just uh, I, I guess we skipped out the point where she's calling out Mobius because she's so frustrated with everything. Like these- Yeah, these, yeah, you talk about that. Yeah, this is all together. Yeah, oh. these people are, they, like she hates what the TVA is. And like Banky was saying last episode, she probably almost realized that even by killing um, Kang or well, timely in this case she would be the tva mm-hmm. and she didn't see that he was the same person as he who remains like loki literally calls out and like you said you would kill them when they showed up you didn't kill this one um and she still doesn't even have an explanation like even when she killed even when she's like maybe i didn't notice like you said it's like almost there's a sense of maybe i've been too focused down this path like revenge yeah. she's not sure if Maybe she's at fault by killing him. Maybe she did the wrong thing. Um, I think there was some there was something else in her calling out Mobius as well. Like everyone at the TVA is treating the timelines like just that. Lines on the screen. That scene at the end of episode one where everyone is sad because Docs has just borne so many timelines is the first time that the TVA is showing any sort of care for the mm-hmm. people on like living and Sylvia is someone who has spent her life living on those timelines. Um, so she feels a deeper connection. And I'm pretty sure she doesn't think that the rest of the TVA does as well. So her being here is an effort to protect 
those timelines and work with the people that she also still thinks are responsible for those timelines being in danger. And that frustration is just boiling out in every conversation in this episode. So much so that, I mean, Mobius is pretty, he's so distant from this moment on because he, she calls him out like, you found out you were a variant and you're too scared to even go and see how real your life is. You're happy to just stay, just like what we're saying, Mobius' way of processing is to stay with what he knows. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really fascinating, especially when you come back to the fact that Loki and Sylvia are supposed to be the same person almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not as clear-cut as it was before. And it's just like, you know, talking about what they want to do going forward. And I think, you know, this was the first time I really felt a lot of like growth for Loki. And I think I said in a previous episode of like, sometimes in this show, I feel like, why does this have to be Loki? Like it could literally be any other character running around in the TVA and stuff. But again, like stuff like this makes me understand like, okay, this is why it's his kind of hero's journey and stuff like that. Like this is almost like him getting to, and I imagine this is how Loki himself processes it of like, this is a chance for him to do, to be a God, but in like a different way. Like not just, you know, get the the worship and stuff for people, but actually earn it and do the right thing mm. and all these types of things and like almost redeem himself. And when you think about the fact that the creators of the show talk about like their aim is to reunite Thor and Loki. And I just thought about it today, like, you know, from the last time that, you know, this Loki, for example, the last time he saw Thor was literally in the Avengers. Like to think of how differently their lives have gone since that point, Thor even has like an adopted daughter at this point which kind of, you know, mirrors the fact that Loki was adopted as well from like one of his, one of their father's mm-hmm. greatest enemies and stuff. And it's just like, it was just, it was just the time for me to like sit back and be like, oh, wow, like these characters have really, really grown like in the MCU and stuff. Um, but yeah, Mo, what did you make of the whole Sylvie-Loki um, chat and everything? I loved it. I thought it was uh, some of the best writing in the MCU just because of how heavy it was on themes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was the, the first kind of time when you really felt that these people who proclaim that they are gods, instead of just like actually screaming that they're gods, show just how much power that they actually have in a moment. And when they got rid of the thing protect stopping magic from being used, mm-hmm. I think it like it just lets them be as godly as they as they can be, which I thought was an interesting approach and I hope that they kind of commit to it for the rest of the show. Again, it's it's interesting when you when like Loki brings up the four part and you compare them as well. Like four created like New Asgard, which is like a village basically in Norway. And then this is Loki trying to do like the most techie kind of thing, like save the future and the past and timelines and all these kind of things. And and you know, um four is just trying to live it's it's weird, like four has gone for like living the simple life and then um Loki has gone for like the grandiose like mission if that makes sense because this is technically more important than anything for us had to do mm. um so yeah it's it's just mad seeing that juxtaposition as well not juxtaposition <laughs> do you reckon we're gonna see the void again i think we have to because yeah, yeah that's what i was saying because renslayer gets pruned the other um hunter what's his name b90 or i don't know f90 or something yeah the one that goes with victor the Tandy when he's getting the hot cooker Hot, cho- hot chocolate. <laughs> no, he says the hot cooker. Yeah. <laughs> he makes it a point to say. Yeah, on that as well, 
in the season finale of season one, right? Mm-hmm. Was um, what's his name? Was he who remains drinking coffee? Uh, probably tea. Tea, I believe. Tea. Oh, I believe. Yeah. Because I when I when I saw that and he was like, "What is that?" I thought, <laughs> oh, you thought he liked it. Again. I was like, "Wait, like, did Mobius like it should did Mobius put him on? Like, is this why he likes tea or coffee or whatever? Like, Maybe, like I, I mean, must have this machine. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot quicker. It's not. It's not. It's not fair enough. It's not this thing. Did they yet. have coffee in the nineteenth century yet? Like, as in, with obviously they didn't have the machine, but like, did had they? I think, I think had they, they did, used hot, like, had they turned hot cocoa into coffee? Then I think he sounded like do you knew, mean. I mean, like, scientists in oh, general. Oh, boy, here we like, go. Scientists, human beings. Scientists. conversation. No, it's Can another game. It's a weekly segment now. Is it racist? Oh, God. Who <laughs> <laughs> <For> a day. <laughs> Who are For they? I, was, I didn't even realize you were going there. Where did they get the coffee from? <laughs> I didn't even realize you were going there. I was really thinking, like, I knew he was what? going there. I saw, the, I saw the glitch in his eyes immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even a game sure of, a game of is one. it racist? No, um, no. I'm I'm fairly sure they've had they've had coffee uh, for 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 a long time. Yeah, no, I think because like I mean we, we've had we've had coffee right? we've had coffee for a while, but I don't know oh, about boy. them. Oh, I don't know about 1800 Chicago. Right, right. But yeah, I feel like. <laughs> bringing it back, like I feel like we've had we had that guy get pruned. Um, we had Ravona get pruned, mm. so I feel like we definitely are something we. I feel like we have to revisit them. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the wrap up to the whole thing. They reboot the system. Miss Menace is locked out. The Lokis have magic again, so they can enchant um, X Five to prune Ravona. Miss Menace goes back to being a clock. Before that, she does deliver a burn of like. <laughs> It's so weird. Like she's literally like every like eat nasty ex stereotype ever. It's like, oh, you'll never be him. Like, come on, like, okay, does that make you feel better now that you're a clock? Like, really? Um, but we get all of that. And then yeah, that's basically the whole sort of resolution to I guess Ravona and Miss Minutes evil spree, at least for now. We obviously get the closed loop of episode one. Um, but yeah, what what do you guys think about that whole sort of wrap up and I will yeah, say, and do you think we're gonna see these guys again? I will say, given everything that's happened the last three weeks, I'm so glad that we don't have to worry about Tara Strong and and Jonathan Majors coming up in the show anymore, and we can enjoy the we can enjoy the rest of the episode. Do you know that we? Do you know that we don't? I'm I'm going in with the expectation that we don't. Fair enough, because at the at the end of the day, Miss Minutes was just rebooted. Yeah, right. she's rebooted, but she's a clock, and he who remains was the person that turned her into that people that control the he TVA let, let the people write, that. Yeah, he let her write her own programming to become yeah, like yeah, sentient he, but, and stuff. He like, but she started out as a clock. It. Yeah, but the, yeah. are we saying that like all her experiences have been? Wiped just gone. She's out? back to being a clock now. Like she's just gone. Yeah. Back to being a clock. The, or or the way I, the way I saw it was more like we're turn. It's like turning off the computer and turning it back on. Whatever AI still exists, still exists. It's just she's off. She can't act. She can't access anything for now because she's offline. Yeah. The way, but the, the whole way TVA has just been exploded. So yeah, and the way the server the way, room. Yeah. No, but before that, the way I got it as well was like Miss Minutes did all of that stuff, like made herself amazing or whatever, but didn't save. So like our bros just <laughs> well, why would she... press restart. Fair enough. Like that I would think be like the biggest what, rookie mistake. Was, I think that's what it was trying to it was trying to convey. Um, First, but I wrote what I wrote down was um, 
because we, we were talking about them being techies at this point. It was like Miss Minute still has admin privileges, and now we have a rogue dev just destroying <laughs> the entire organization. Like, yeah, she just blocked every. You fired me, cool. I'll block everyone out. You need me anyway. What yeah, but then the CEO's brother just. <laughs> He's like, like, just delete the entire server and start again. Pretty much, yeah. He he burned the place down. So, I don't know. Is it going to be worth <laughs> being alive? If, right. <laughs> is life worth living if there's no if there's no place to go to? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a question for the audience. Oh, oh. man. Like, this is trippy. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, yes, we'll definitely go back to the void at some point. The question is, okay, are we going to cool. see Crocodile Loki again? Or is he dead? I want to see uh, Frog Thor. Oh yeah, I want to see him. I want to see Frog I Thor see him with, his, with his little little Mjolnir as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I was going to ask actually. It's a bit of a poison chalice, but what did we make of Jonathan Major's performance in this episode, especially compared to last? He was really funny when Miss Minute started like stuttering, and then he said, "Well, you don't have to be mean." <laughs> that was that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember his I, exact words, but it was like I, I'm trying to see if I wrote down exactly what he said, but I know it like it it, it cracks me up. I think he says something around, "Oh, you don't need to, you don't need, you don't need to mock me or something like that." But yeah, yeah, definitely something, something along those lines. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I thought that was that was funny. Um, the little the whole kind of like childish thing, the innocent thing that he's trying to mm. put across. I'm not, I'm not buying any of it. Maybe it's just because I'm a bit nah, on on majors himself in general, yeah. But, and also yeah. because I feel like he did a very similar performance with He Who Remains, so I don't see it too much as like proto He Who Remains as much as it was like uh, what was it like discount like bargain bin Aldi <laughs> He Who Remains <laughs> Aldi He Who Remains is called He Who Stays. Oh, <laughs> like, oh boy. <laughs> He doesn't. He, he didn't it's stay. Spoilers. This one didn't stay. Spoilers. He yeah. didn't stay. I mean, I tweet. I tweeted out a gif of spaghetti last night. If you know, you know. Um, but yeah, Jerry, what did you think of his performance? Um, I think because if I remember correctly, you liked his performance last week, right? Yeah, like I liked yeah, it because, yeah. like, again, we were, we were being introduced to a, a new character, and mm-hmm. I think. This just feels like, like he was saying, this kind of feels like a continuation. Um, this time he's now in the TVA. He's out of his domain. He's now observing and learning, but he still gets to squeal. He still gets to react. He still gets to realize that he's now being capt- captured by Renslayer and Miss Minutes again. And he's like, right, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. And things like, oh, just him being funny was one thing. Um, but I think at the same time, ooh, what was I about to say that I completely forgot? I like the performance. Let me just put it that way. When it comes back to my mind, I'll bring it back up. Um, mm. But I think, oh yeah, now I remember. It was that Coco scene. I think maybe because I'm still reading into this, obviously by the end of the episode, mm-hmm. I'm realizing seeing spaghetti, I'm like, hmm, maybe not. But unless, of course, um, we're still being conned. But as even we were being conned by Victor Timely, they did enough and he as himself did enough to prompt you into questioning what if he has ulterior motives because he comes mm-hmm. into the TVA, he's looking around he distracts everyone by asking specifically to go for hot cocoa and then while he's there he just stares almost menacingly before he now like he's like 
it's just every, everything's happy like he's still the goofy um victor timely but right there in that moment you're thinking is this where he reveals that Ooh, he's actually been he's actually had a plan all along um even when he says it has to be me you're thinking is there a reason you brought your device and it has to be you like mm-hmm. and then it's still because of things like that you still question i guess now i'm kind of merging victor timely's motivations with jonathan major's performance but the truth is his performance does um elevate the motivate the, the questioning of victor timely's um, motivations you're thinking is this where he reveals his ultimate plan to become spaghetti? Um, because that shocks everyone. Like, no matter who you are or whether you think he's a good guy or a bad guy. <laughs> Can I just say his ultimate plan to become pasta to become spaghetti? What sort of plan? A plan that takes 100 plan. years no, in the making to become bars. spaghetti. That's bars. <laughs> But then he becomes spaghetti and you think, okay, so clearly this is not the same variant that is, or again, this is a time remnant, so this is not the same variant that is he who remains. This is another Kang variant that this guy has used to do something. What has he done? Who knows? Because at the end of the day, do we know that like that temporal radiation killed him and didn't just prune him? We don't know. We like we like let's not we can get to that, but that's the point I'm making. Like his performance does enough to keep you still questioning, even up to the moment right. of his death. And that's why I think it was good. Well, he's a con man. Exactly. So, but also, any excuse to not see him on screen anymore. I wouldn't mind it if they just said... <laughs> I wouldn't mind it if they just said, F it, and had Ouroboros become the new Kang, and then have the, the, the Kang dynasty be around Kihoi Kwan. Just have that. Ah. <sighs> I've I've seen this theory. I just feel like they wouldn't do that. I feel like if they wanted to recast, you'd probably just get I don't know, John Boyega. John or Boyega, like <laughs> just oh no, everyone just uses that. Not John Boyega. I, so it's just it's just it's just like I just mean basically like they'll try and keep I guess the look and the age and stuff kind of the same. If that makes sense. Well, um, I don't know. Well. Well, my suggestion is that they never really answer the whole thing in the comics of who Kang is related to, and mm. so they could just have it not be tied to anybody, um, and have and have Kang be like an identity, an an, an idea, rather than mm. an individual person. So like a title. Also, yeah, but also I remember back in the in the days of like pre Endgame when everyone was speculating about what was going on and there were like fifty billion leaks a day on Reddit about what's gonna <laughs> happen what's gonna happen and what's gonna happen on in, in Endgame. And I remember one of the theories was that Tony Stark winds up becoming Kang the Conqueror. Oh boy. What a way. I remember that. I'll see if I can find the theory of the 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 the, 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 <laughs> the leak. I'll see if I can find the leak and send it to you. But I just R- remember thinking like that would be crazy. That would be funny. But now what I think is actually going to happen is that Kang, the idea of Kang, is just going to be passed down. If they've got rid of every potential uh, He Who Remains, Jonathan Majors, Nathaniel Richards version, then it could just be that. But then again, they've really committed to Jonathan Majors. So whatever's... Yeah, whatevs. I, th- I, think, I think unless there's like an out-and-out like arrest... Or like sentencing, I think it's Jonathan Majors. I think they've just committed to all Kangs being Jonathan Majors and stuff. Um, but yeah, for me, this episode's performance was bad. Unless it's unless it's Ravoda. 
Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, that theory stays. <laughs> the same way almost all variants as Tom Hiddleston, there's some that might not be. Um, that might be a way to get out, like if they want to recast Junta uh, Majors. Google and Buffalo is free. But yeah. She's great. Um, She's great. So that, be, that being said, um, I thought, yeah, this episode's performance was better than last. Um, it was a bit less distracting. Mm. And I think, yeah, he did find that balance of like, because with this kind of stuff, you have to have that little bit of tension of like, he might still turn evil or whatever. Like if it's just like happy-go-lucky all through, you know, you lose that edge in the episode, basically. Like the Coco scene and things like that, you need a bit of tension with that. Otherwise, it's just a guy going to get Coco. Like why, <laughs> why is it really a plot point? Um, but yeah, you know, um, I thought it was fine. I didn't, like I said, most of the things, the problems I had, I mentioned in the last episode, I wasn't really the biggest fan of all the kind of acting choices and the childish kind of innocence, like Mo said as well, but it's what it is. It didn't take me out of the episode, but yeah. Right. Let's get to the ending. Spaghetti Gates. What happened? Like basically, obviously for (laughs) a recap. We get to the point, someone has to go outside, put on the suit. For some reason, the loom is like, I don't know, nanotech or something where you just throw stuff at it and it absorbs it. But like, that's literally how they try and fix stuff with the loom and they're going to throw the, what's it called? The quantum, I don't know, whatever the doohickey is. But yeah, I forgot the name of it. Um, They're going to throw it in, make the rings bigger. Oh, the super multiplier. Oh yeah, just like that's such an easy word to remember. I thought you were talking about the thing that he put the, the super multiplier in. There's a lot of doohickeys going on, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> there's so they're they're just inventing inventing things, and you're saying it like it's like everyone should know what it is. I mean, this stuff only entered my lexicon yesterday. Fair enough. Throughput <laughs> makes sense to me, and then it multiplies throughput. Throughput so makes sense, like, but like yeah, that, that that works. That's the let's, thing. But let's like, switch off our brains. Like, if you going. want to get techie, you should never call it a. You should call it an amplifier. There you go. But like, it works. So like, let's just that's, put that's, our brains that's, to at rest. But yeah, the throughput multiplier the thing. <laughs> they want to throw it. Loki thinks it should be him for pretty much no other reason than it's his show, apart as far as I can gather. Um, but. <laughs> You know, Victor Timely says it should be him. He gives an explanation if something goes wrong. Um, And then it's, you know, this whole thing. He's going to go out. And I think this works really well, again, because in episode one, we've seen Mobius go and be successful and come back. And yeah, Victor Timely steps out, turns to spaghetti. The whole thing explodes. We see Tom Hiddleston's really nice green eyes. Kaboom. What next? I want to also say I love the use of lighting in the show because mm-hmm. that those scenes I remember, and I don't know if it was just because I was like when I was watching it for the under first the time. influence. <laughs> I was not under any influence. Sure. There was no influence. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it, if I just found it amazing because I was allegedly under the influence. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> allegedly, according to me, <laughs> um, but I remember thinking, "Oh my god, the lighting in this is really, really good because it actually feels like there's a real blinding light that's being mm-hmm. thing, that's being shown there." And I just and I thought that that was just a really, really fun touch because so much of the MCU is kept in very, very safe lighting conditions. They yeah. don't really experiment, play around with just simple stuff like exposure and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Uh, as far as the cinematography goes, so I thought that that scene itself, how it all kind of 
everything came to a head and you, you the kind of use of lighting throughout that whole sequence just getting brighter and brighter and brighter was just i thought it was really good it was zero notes on that yeah and that was that was mm. perfect honestly like yeah um just everything about the moment the score swelling up the actual explosion like the cgi and stuff um it was amazing um but yeah like jeremiah i'm gonna go to you with this where do we go from here basically i don't know and that's what i I called it i called it the most frustrating cliffhanger ever because like it's almost like you should have known it was coming but like you're so into Mm -hmm. the story that you forget the episode is about Mm -hmm. to end and then they they sit like they let you sit enough with the black screen to really deep that that's just what that that's what just happened and you actually have to wait to see it and as of correct me if i'm wrong as of this moment all the people who got screeners have only seen up to here as well yeah, so like no one has everyone seen has to sit in the realization of what's happened and i love that and that's why um i kind of agreed with you when you said it feels like a season finale i feel like the whole idea around everybody who has seen this up to this point is like we have watched a story conclude yeah but we don't know what that means just yet um but to me that just feels more like a mid-season finale than it's only but it's not the middle of the season obviously but um yeah my initial thought originally was it would be very nice if similar to infinity war and endgame these characters actually did die and we as viewers feel the gravity of that situation knowing fully well that the loki and Mobius and everyone else we watch going forward was a slightly different one that maybe took a slightly different turn maybe a couple days ago for instance so they're still similar enough to our original Mm -hmm. ones that we've been following but we have to experience the death of those characters just time slipping kind of it's like the nuclear reactor just melted down and exploded and everybody survived there's something about that that just feels a bit eh yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I get but you. I'm excited to see what they start doing, which is also why I'm like, if the time, if the, because we've talked a lot about the whole Ouroboros and his domain feeling like server room, we've made parallels to IT and blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We haven't really talked not enough about the fact that this feels like a nuclear power plant and a bomb is about to go off. Or maybe not a bomb, but like the, everything's about to explode. Um, the reactor. If that radiation was enough to kill Victor Timely, why do we believe that that same radiation from an explosion in the same nuclear reactor didn't also kill the other characters? Because it's all Ouroboros' plan. He probably, he's the one that controls the suits. He controls, he's telling them all the precautions that they need to take. Also, he uh, timely didn't have any duct tape on him. You know what? So, so you, you know, mentioned. I thought the duct tape was only because there was a crack on the suit that Mobius was I using. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I think it's, I think it's magical special duct tape that protects <laughs> it. No, oh but you mentioned that. I know. You say you you say I'm crazy. No, because you mentioned that as a joke. You might you might mention that seriously as a joke. But here's the thing: when I watched that, I felt like I mean it fully seriously. I felt like they showed us the suit for a reason. Because remember, like when Obi and Victor are talking about was it? No, it was Obi and Mobius. They're talking about the whole plan. Casey just randomly picks up the throughput multiplier, goes down, and then when everyone comes. Casey's like, right, the throughput multiple the throughput multiplier is down there. So in my head, I'm thinking, what 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 has Casey done? And then when I was watching it the second exactly. time, when everything went wrong, everyone was like, 
Hunter B15 is like, what did we do wrong? And then no one's blaming Casey at this point. But Casey's like, I don't know. It wasn't me. But hmm, why do you say that? <laughs> like, what is Casey's going on? Casey's on fraud watch. Okay. What is going on here? Casey's, Casey's on fraud watch. <laughs> Which is why I was like, if Ouroboros is the villain, then maybe he made Casey look like the villain. Um, or maybe Casey is the villain. But again, I still don't think it's either of mm. them. Like, I don't, well, well, at that point, I was thinking, Casey, what did you do? Because he looked so distressed while they were talking, then he just picked it up and then he just said, "Yeah, it's in, it's in there." So you go down there and do it. And then, um, right before Victor Timely goes as well, um, Obi goes with him and he's like, re he repeats the plan, tells him exactly what to do, and then as soon as he opens the door, he just spaghettifies or whatever, and everyone is like shocked. <laughs> what a word! <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a real word. Yeah. It's a real word. And everyone is shocked. Yeah, no, I know, I know, but it's just it just kills me spaghettified. <laughs> everyone is shocked and it's like if if there's any strength to the idea that Casey or Obi is a villain, that's the scene right there that would confirm it for me. Which is why I'm like, when you say the doc tape, you I don't know if you meant it seriously as a joke, but there's credit to that in my opinion, because something happened. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean it seriously. I don't think, I think that this writing team, this creative team is incredibly uh -huh. confident and intentional uh -huh. with what they're doing. Uh -huh. um, and I think that small little stuff, small little details and things like that, like I haven't found, and I scan these episodes uh, when I watch them for like any uh -huh. production issues that I can Plus deal holes with. and stuff, yeah. No, just production issues. Like, like you know, like a Starbucks cup or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, do you remember that? Yeah, oh, like a Starbucks cup. And, and, and there's none of that. So the attention to detail in the show, I think, is really fantastic. And also, the pre-production for this started two years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. they, were, they were doing the writing for it, and they had a solid script and, and everything like that. And it was all filming, and again, no reshoots, which is insane for a Marvel project. Like... Mm -hmm. Marvel now, the the reason they announce things so far in advance is because they'll film it maybe a year they after they announce it. Yeah. yeah, but they plan for reshoots. Um, so I I think it's it's like the fact that this had none means that they mm -hmm. had a very very solid story going into it and they know where they want to end up. So I think small details like the duct tape, I don't think it's I don't think it's uh I think it's it's good when things have a dual purpose. Mm -hmm. It's comedic. Yeah. Um, but it's also used for dramatic effect later down the line. So. Yeah, yeah, and and we've seen we've seen examples of that. You know, for example, Mobius talking about in episode so one or two, and it's talking about in one, I think. Yeah, and it's talking about the skin getting pulled off. It's comedic when he writes skin question mark. <laughs> then you know later on that helps us know that Loki's in the future. Um, the reason I laughed is just that like, what has Marvel turned us into that we're now theorizing about duct tape? That's just literally like what has my life become <laughs> at that point? I just had that kind of crisis moment of like I'm really you know on a podcast mm. episode and we're thinking the duct tape is the answer. Um, but yeah, no, like the reason why I said this felt like a season finale is like there is no like obvious thread, you know, like there's nothing like say. Renslayer and Miss Minutes were still like out there doing something. We're like, okay, what's happened with them? Maybe they're gonna mm. reboot something or whatever. But for all intents and purposes, like everybody that we've been following this season is fried. <laughs> like fried. And it's like, what is gonna happen here? Are we just gonna reset to to what whatever like Loki season one was? Are we gonna reset to the beginning of this season? Has everyone just gone? Um it's 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 a blank slate and as much as i'm excited i'm a bit worried as well because it's like 
okay, you've done this whole build-up for four episodes and you basically clean slate. So what are we going to get for the last two? You know, that kind of feeling of like, hopefully, you know, it it all comes together mm-hmm. well. But like I said, or like we said, you know, you've got to trust this creative team. Um, but I think it's just one of like me watching too many comic book stuff and just getting that little chilling thing in the back of my mind of like, oh, what if they just fuck it up from here? Um, I think Jeremiah uh, mentioned it as well. Like there's the Infinity War kind of endgame aspect of this of like, I guess the first four episodes are kind of like Infinity War and then mm. we're going to get the endgame of like, you know, dealing with the repercussions and stuff like I that. I feel like it will be that like picking up, they can't, like if you, when you said it's like a season finale, if this was one season on its own, I would probably be very upset because nothing happened. I mean, a lot happened, but it would feel like the big thing didn't happen, you know, but picking up on that, picking up from the scraps of whatever explosion just happened and continuing with that as a solid canon event would be important to them getting mm-hmm. the rights. Not just, yeah. yeah, I agree. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be trivialized. Like, you know, what we saw should matter. Uh, Mo? Uh, I have a question. Now that we've got through, I would say the main plot, do you think we're going to have any cameos? The big C word. Do you reckon we're gonna have any cameos for the for the upcoming? Uh, I, f- I think, especially like if we go back into the mm-hmm. void with Renslayer and stuff, I think we'll get a few in there. I um, I hope I hope we get a fox cameo, a, a fox character cameo. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like I, we, Deadpool. It could work. Yeah, I someone maybe maybe Ryan Reynolds maybe maybe we see a Deadpool. That'd be a very big like cameo to just throw in, but like I, it could. It work. would be huge. It I mean, we got. Remember how big it was to see Jonathan Majors in season one. Yeah, because I remember being on this podcast saying, "I think he's gonna show up." I think it was Banky who told me, "Like, nah, no, nah, no, nah, the, the 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 show the show isn't telling you that. The show is telling you you're you're more likely to see another Loki variant." Oh yeah, I remember like all of that. So I remember having that conversation, and when he showed up, it was a really big deal that you know this is like. It's it's basically like Thanos being introduced on the TV show, yeah. effectively, was what it felt like at the time. So I, mean, I think we could get something big, but um, I mean, also think about it, like Disney, um, what's it called? Loki is like, the it's, it's probably the best rated Disney Plus show. Like, it's the only one that has a post, like the post credit scene of Quantumania was a scene from Loki. Like, no other Disney Plus show has gotten that level of um, recognition, I guess, from the mm-hmm. movies, to be fair. So I think if anything big is going to happen, this is probably the show it would happen. Otherwise, it wouldn't happen on any show. So, fair yeah. Enough. Agree. I think it will be Matthew McFadden from Succession. We're going to get a Tom Wam- uh, Wamskins <laughs> cameo. Playing who? As who? Or are you saying as Tom? He, oh, he, he... No, he's been cast in, in Deadpool 3. Oh. Um, so he plays, oh, yeah. t- he plays a TVA agent in Deadpool. TVA TV. agent, yeah. So I think he's going to show up as, yeah, as one of the pr- one of the prune oh, ones. That, that maybe would when, make sense. Maybe when they get um, crushed in a box or something, maybe they're going to Jake Gyllenhaal him and and reveal that he was there oh, in the background yeah. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just the, That's just such the a Jake Gyllenhaal thing, actually. <laughs> just lurking in the background. When we think about it, it is an op- it, it is a good opportunity to put in literally anybody because it works so technically you could probably have people slip between universes 
and you could have i don't know any character from any of the old shows that were not canon canonically mc literally pop up and it would just be like a nice little oh, edges of shield uh, <laughs> it's just like a nice little yeah colson isn't dead no um, nice little cameo that we can get like they could do Tahiti. literally you can stay dead literally anything um <laughs> so i wouldn't be surprised i'm just not there is holding my hats out like this one person yeah. will show up there is a rumor that you get that we're getting Agents of Shield and Secret Wars, but again, it's rumors yeah. at this point. Everybody's we're showing not up in getting, Secret Wars, and and also, I just I, I hope they don't give them the satisfaction. So I'm going to take a bit of a detour here, <laughs> right? I'm going to take a bit of a detour just to talk about Taylor Swift because there is a portion oh of boy. the Taylor Swift. There's a portion of the Taylor Swift fan base that we don't associate ourselves with. They're the people that profess that Taylor Swift is secretly uh, not straight and has and every single relationship that she's had publicly is just for PR so that she can secretly go and uh, be gay in private. That's the theory. They're called gaylers. We don't associate ourselves with them. Interesting. But they will find any excuse... This is taking a turn. They will find any excuse to cram their stupid little indoctrination down everyone's throat. So... That's what I feel about Agents of Shield fans. If you give them, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. So they'll say, "See, it's always been canon." It's always so. So I think the further that you distance yourself from Agents of Shield fans, the better. The better it is for the MCU as a whole. Because once you start incorporating seven seasons of like a mid TV show into the MCU, which is itself is already becoming a bit of a mid TV show, then I think you just. <laughs> but Loki's saving it. But. What I'm saying about it is that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans are toxic. <laughs> They're convinced. So I don't, I, I don't want any, just, I don't want Daisy, I don't want... Just, just to say that the, the founder of this podcast is a very big Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan. So, if this makes this to air, <laughs> I'll be very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've been cracking up here for so long. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I well, I mean, I, I feel, I feel like, I, I feel like I knew that anyway, and we just have, we, uh, we just avoided speaking just about happened. it because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, to be fair, like he, he's not, he's not like the Taylor Swift fans. You're saying like he's very content with his. Okay, yeah, everyone says own, that. Like, everyone yeah. says that though. Everyone says they're not, they're not that type of fan until they are. Until you, <laughs> until you catch them on Reddit. Until, on, 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 until, on Reddit talking, um, Daisy talking Johnson shows up. Yeah. yeah. Or, or they get until, like until Daisy shows by, up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they get attacked by by an actor online. Not mentioning a name. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. But, Here we go. Right, I'm not mentioning a name. I said I'm not mentioning a name. I said it. I said <laughs> Oh no. Cool. But, cool, I but do yeah, like I said, like Oh sorry, God. I do think episode five and episode six are gonna be interesting, but I hope that they aren't slow i hope that they keep up the pace that the last couple mm -hmm. of episodes mm -hmm. have had and really execute yeah. the finale properly but i am yep. also interested in seeing what it sets up which i know is like bad and it feels regressive to like how how to mm -hmm. approach the mcu mm -hmm. now but the show yeah. is so good that it makes me want to just pretend that we're back in 2016 with peak mcu content yeah. Where 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 not only is what we're getting really good, but also we know that what's well, going to setting up, yeah, yeah, will will yes. also be good. I'm excited to see what it, what this is setting up, but I'm also very concerned about the execution. But I am very excited. Mm. It's making me. It feels like it feels like I'm relapsing, going back into the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
Yeah. If you're, think, but, but in the best way, in the best way. No, I get you because like, I wouldn't lie, before Loki, I think I was experiencing MCU fatigue. I think Secret Invasion just beat beat the hell out of me, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> it's just like, I, I'm very done with this. But yeah, I think to wrap up, I want us to go around and each of us just say, one thing we expect or expect we expect or hope will happen in the last two episodes. One thing? One thing each. You know, just one. I'll go first. I think I think we're gonna meet Timeline Mobius at some point. Like I feel like they've mm, dropped it so yeah. much that we have to meet him. Um Mo, I'll go to you. Okay, so in addition to Timeline Mobius, mm-hmm. I expect that Logi and Sylvie will abandon the idea of a TVA and let multi and, and the only way to really have free will is to let things run its course and for there to mm. be no interference. Because I ultimately believe that Sylvie has the higher moral ground. Yeah. Um, and I don't believe that a Logi and a Sylvie are capable of like, they don't know enough about timelines to manage that shit so why yeah. would you yeah. yeah why would you why would you get the new hires and put them make them ceo like on the second day effectively it's all about the talent isn't it <laughs> yeah, i know as guardians are power i know as guardian well they're not even as guardian they're from Jotunheim, aren't they but like they're supposed to be powerful but like are they the most mm-hmm. powerful beings in the universe like why would you put them in charge of everything to do with time like exactly it's like emmanuel said it's like he it's because it's the, it's their show when Loki was like oh it should be me to go I was like the only reason I can think of is that it's your show like there's literally no other reason why not even like oh yeah me. he's thinking personal sacrifice like well Mobius did it last time like well no, fair no, enough I, I think I think it was the show <laughs> like I think that's literally the reason like if it's sacrifice I think he would have said it was just like yeah. it should be me give us a reason man like something you know but yeah um yeah. Loki becoming a suicide bomber. I'll go with oh, a cop out because again, oh, I haven't really thought about, I haven't thought about too much in terms of what we should expect to see next other than, I guess, the theories that people are like, oh, they've seen people in these kinds of scenes. So I don't know how long, if, for example, they're scattered through time, I don't know how long it would take for the team to get back together. But I guess I'm expecting, when you said you want everything to be as intense. You can go for what you hope to see yeah. as well. When you say you expect everything to be as intense, I think we might first see a build or kind of like the first 30 minutes of Endgame is really us sitting in the gravity. Then there's now this whole mm-hmm. coming together of a plan, starting with Ant-Man just being Ant-Man. Um, so another call to action, basically. Yeah, something like that. And then the other thing that I'm hoping to see is the obvious one is like we go to the void. Like like I said, I'm going to go a cop out with this one or something that will likely happen but it will be it will be hilarious if it doesn't happen but we go to the void and see what happens with Renslayer and a bunch of other people who got pruned Um, that's fair stranger stranger things have happened (laughs) (laughs) if they don't go there so yeah stranger things season five oh we need to get the podcast for that (laughs) uh, that would be some good stuff but yeah guys that's Everything I wanted us to go through for Loki season two, episode three. Four. If you've stuck with us, thank you very much. Episode four. Um, four. It's been a bit of episode four. It's been of a. Oh, sorry, <laughs> episode four. Damn. You see, I, I've been reset. <laughs> but <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Loki season two, episode four. Uh, if you stuck with us, it's been a long one. You know, we enjoyed the chat. 
massive cliffhanger. We're excited for what comes next. And yeah, you know, whilst you're here, check out all our other episodes on the channel. We've got um, episodes for Gen V coming out, as we mentioned. We're going to cover Invincible as it's starting back up in the next few days. We've previously covered Sex Education, Top Boy, Winning Time, and The Continental. And our sister podcast is The Cinema is Back. They've covered Taylor Swift's Eras Tour and the new Martin Scorsese film, Killers of the Flower Moon. So check all of those out. And yeah, I want to say a big thank you to my two guests. We had Mo back, editor-in-chief on Streamer. Check out the good stuff they do there. And thank you to Jeremiah as well. Um, anything else you guys want to say before we go off? Anything you want to tell the listeners to look out for? I'm, I'm half tempted to just like end the call here on a cliffhanger. I was thinking the same like thing. The episode like just, <laughs> like, it would be perfect. Yeah. But oh well. It would All be right. perfect. We should do it.